Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Love the show notes. <laughs> Brian ruining the show right at the top of the show. This well, is the work you... for... Pro- Again, Brian, what are you doing? Give me... Give me... <laughs> And what you did know I miss? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave all this in, Brian. Oh, nice work. You're showing your true amateur hour colors here. How many episodes have we done? I don't even know. I heard, I heard the making it guys talking about this, Jimmy and Bob and Dave, and they were talking about like how many episodes they had done of the making it podcast. And I was like, man, I wonder how many work for it episodes there are out there. I have no idea. But anyway, you're listening to the work for it podcast. It's Brian house. It's Thursday. You tuning in to everything we got going on right here. Business in the workshop, making you better, hoping and praying that when you turn this radio off, the podcast off, you're going to know more. You're going to do better and be better. And we're doing that right here on the Work For It podcast, made possible by 150 patrons, commercial-free show, 150 patrons, and three special sponsors. We truly appreciate you guys. It's time to work for it. Brian, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling rised up. I'm ready to go. Let's go, Brian. Let's do it. Let's work for it, baby. Yeah. It's time. Finally time. We got off our asses and did something around here. That's right. This is your smack in the face because you need it. I I can already hear you complaining about how much shit you have to do. You're like, the holidays are coming. I got stuff to do. And all I'm doing is just beating my meat in my workshop and not doing anything else. Yo. I don't know what you do in your workshop, but I'm not doing that. Come on now. Oh workshop my, my favorite room. What? What has it been with you in the past couple episodes getting all like since you've been back from maker camp there you've been uh, a little frisky some shock and awe shock yeah, yeah. and shock awe. and awe yeah yeah you're right that makes Gotta sense capture the audience right at the beginning of the show with some junior high humor we got to bring <laughs> it in we're going to tell everybody what we're up to but first and foremost I wanted to say that um I had been inspired yet again by the the governor, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I listened to an uh, an audio podcast that he did with um, Rick Rubin. Remember I talked about that Tetragamatron yeah. uh, podcast that he was doing? And I got sucked into an Arnold Schwarzenegger um, interview. And he said a few poignant things that I didn't pull out of the documentary earlier, which was you know, how important it is to visualize your future, visualize the things you want to do. Artists like us, People who like to create things that maybe are for sale, maybe are not. Maybe we're creating a podcast. Maybe you're building a business. You have to be a visionary, right? You have to be able to see where you're going even though you haven't been there yet. And the biggest takeaway that I had from listening to him talk was, this is a guy, by the way, who was um, at 18 years old. He started his bodybuilding career. They told him he would never be a bodybuilder or a master at that. And he did it anyway. And as you know, that's what got him where he is today. Like he just conquered his own body and built himself into a, 
uh, championship bodybuilder. Then he said he wanted to be an actor. And he, they were saying, you know, you're too stupid. You're a bodybuilder. You're, you know, muscle bound guy. You'll never make it. And Hollywood moves to the United States. And of course, we now know he is one of the biggest box office hits ever. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everyone knows who he is. He does great movies, makes a ton of money. And then what does he do with his third chapter of his life? He runs for freaking governor of the state of California and wins. Listen to me when I tell you this. The man has flaws. I know all about his flaws, and he talks about it in his documentary, and I get that. But see for the body of his work and the achievements that that man has made. You would think that most people would stop at the bodybuilding section. They would go, I'm a, I'm a championship bodybuilder. I've made all this money. And then he's on to movies. Well, I'm going to make movies now. I'm going to be in Conan. I'm going to do the Terminator films. I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to make a ton of money. No, the guy keeps going. And it's because he had a vision for his life. He wanted more. He, he was has smart. that. He well, he's not. He's very smart, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he was for, smart for with the, the choices. Yep. Because if you moved oh, through all of the all of the adversity, and he's he said something in this podcast with Rick Rubin about what we say a lot on this show is if you're feeling adversity, if the negativity is coming at you, the world is trying to press you down. You know you are on the right track. You're moving through something because adversity only surfaces really when you are about to break through. It's the truth. I've I've felt this now. I'm a I'm an older guy now, so I now have seen these patterns in my own life. And when I start to feel the adversity, it's kind of like you have two paths, right? You can go left. You can go. You know what? I'm gonna go down the path of least resistance. I'm not gonna actually push through. I'm not gonna actually move forward. And then you got the right path that says adversity is pushing down on me. That means I must be close. Have you ever seen that cartoon with that guy's uh, it's like a cross cut <clears throat> of a mountain and the guy is like digging for gold and the pickaxe is like half of an inch from hitting a huge gold nugget. And he's just like, yeah, I'm giving up. And he walks away and right. the next guy comes along and he's like one swipe and there's the huge gold nugget. Yep. It's because they didn't give up. They kept pushing forward and they knew that they could get through it. So I urge you guys to think bigger Visualize where you want to go. See see every movement of every day, these small things that you're doing is building the thing that you want to get to. I always talk about reverse engineering what you're up to. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Okay, can you do the 10-year plan in five? Can you do the 10-year plan in two? Is that possible? It is if you think bigger. And that's what we're doing. And in fact, I'm going to now deploy this at Housemade, and I've started doing that. With the last podcast, I reached out to, or I just asked the audience, hey, if you guys think you're something that you want to put on our website to sell, we're going to brand it with the Housemade logo and your logo and do some collab work. Come at me and tell me what you've got. I got a handful of people that did that. We made a handful of deals, and now we're going to start doing that where we're just you know, using our influence and our leverage to start selling some of these items that maybe we can get in front of a different audience than the person that actually made it. Mm. And so that's like the next step of what we're doing at Housemade. You know, we're kind of like taking that on because we know business means we must have cash flow. We must have things moving. And I can't make all this stuff on my own. As much fun as it is, I just can't do it. I don't have the means or the resources, but you guys do. So we're, we're working through that. So anyway, think bigger. That's what I'm taking away from that. Thinking bigger, going bigger, 
How can we do that in our own workshops and how can we move forward like that every single day? Boys, how are you? How the hell are you? Go right ahead, Pickle. I am fucking amazing. How are you, Brian? Oh, I'm shot out of a cannon. I feel great. <laughs> As always. <laughs> Shave my balls this morning. I'm all set. <laughs> Now, whose knives, whose knife did you use to shave your balls? That's the question I want to know. I unfortunately don't use a knife. I use Aww. one of those like manscaper things. I thought he, I thought he was gonna say the three finger EDC there. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that hole in it. Yeah. Put your finger right in there. Yeah. That that should be my marketing thing. The EDC, perfect for shaving your balls. Sweet Jesus, do not shave your balls with that knife. That is one thing. Brian Cohn knows how to do is to make a very sharp knife. You will most definitely give yourself a vasectomy if you try to do that. Yeesh. It's the truth. All right. Well. One now, slip. Yeah, Blood for sure. everywhere. Pickle, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your week so far? Because I want to know what's going on in the pickle world. In the pickle world, in the pickle jar. The jar. There's a lot of things going on in the jar. A lot of work. You know, there's a lot of uh, sharp pointy things being made in my shop uh a lot of crazy handle materials coming in with that too the steels are just amazing i mentioned those last week but i'm still working on those actually it's uh, a lot of hand sanding was done since then and um getting things lined up to get the handle scales and liners all glued up and roughed out and get things going you know i got a bunch of blades to etch to get the finish on those done and so that's what's going on in the pickle world Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, which which one is your favorite so far? Do you do you have one that you're working on? Is like, ooh, I I almost don't know if I want to give this one away to the customer. There's a couple of them actually. <laughs> There's yeah. uh that bigger uh that bigger like the the one with the nickel Damascus and the double nickel Damascus 1084 shim and nickel shims in there and all that. That one is fucking amazing. I love that blade. Uh, customer sent me some handle material to put on those two blades that he ordered. And those are just crazy too. So it's like, fuck, I, I want to keep this blade. <laughs> and then <laughs> Wait a second. So a customer gave you the material for it and now you want to pocket it? Yeah, dude. Like he, he purpose. I, I don't know if he purposely sent me some green Mazur birch, bro. Like just to like tickle my pickle, but uh, <laughs> like once <laughs> once I put that shit on that knife, I know I'm gonna want to keep it. I yeah. know I'm gonna want to keep it. Yeah. And then there's the uh, another one with a uh, double Damascus uh, and double copper shims with 1084 at the mm. core, a uh, Shillin design, Shillin Kukri-ish, like inspired by both of those blade designs that I made, and it's more like a uh, EDC size. And uh, that one's getting some uh, green camo carbon with some uh, PK green liners on it. And uh, nice. I, yeah, I'm going to want to keep that one too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm currently working on one that it's kind of the same way where I almost, I've, I haven't even finished it yet. It's, I just got it up through glue up and it already feels like I just want to keep it. It's a giant cleaver that I was, I was commissioned and uh, yeah, this thing, it's its just this big, it's got a really swoopy looking design on it. I'll go ahead and post it later on, but um, later on today. But the handle material is what really sets it off. its uh, It's got Coco Bolo and then this um, this vintage JG10 where I did a, a really thick segmented handle where the, the jade, I mean, that thing's probably an inch and a half wide in this handle. 
And uh, yeah, Neil from Maximus Knives sent me that jade, and holy cow, is that stuff just it? It's like gold now that I've used it. <laughs> do you get any uh, the allergic reaction from the Coco Bolo like some people do? Not at all. I mean, I I haven't. I, I don't have really hardly any allergies, so I'm I'm a little bit lucky with that. So no, I've I, heard you're allergic to bullshit though. <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, the Coco Bolo, I get that uh, allergic effect to it. Like, uh, do you? Oh, you do. Yeah, like when I started uh, working on the wood lathe, uh, I was working with a lot of exotic woods, and I learned a lot that way. Like not with proper PPE and any of that. And I worked with some sumac. I almost like. I didn't, I'm not going to say kill myself, but fuck, was it horrible? My lungs, like mm. everything. And I was like, holy shit, what am I like? Be safe, dude. But the Coco Bolo literally gave me like sanding at the wood lathe, all the dust particles and all that. Like I got rashes all over my hands, my arms, my face, uh, the breathing as well too was affected. So like now, wow. like over the years, I learned that exotic woods could be you know toxic and dangerous so uh when i work with certain yeah. materials i take the proper precautions to work with them now people don't know this but mango is in the poison ivy family oh no and sure. so if you have a reaction to poison ivy you can like a i grew mango in my yard uh years ago and the sap would get on my hands and i would get like a rash from it and uh, it's because it's the same type of substance that comes out of poison ivy and poison oak. Now, do you guys get the same reaction when the knife is done and the handle is like all? No, 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 no. no. Interesting. You, can I bring something up real quick? You remember? By all means. Remember when I was down there and we went to the that 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 forge place at that uh, historical site? Yeah. The, yep. There was that big mango yep. tree there. Yeah. Well, I was messing around with the mangoes and the mango tree and this and that, and I was just amazed by it because I'd never seen an, a, man a mango tree, let alone one something that big of, you know, like I didn't think it could get that big. But it was a big one. But do you remember when we got back to the shop and I was getting these blisters on my hands? Mm, that would have been it. Yep. And that just, it just came to mind right now that, that rang a bell and I was like, Oh shit. Now that you tell it me, it doesn't last as long, like as actual poison. No, ivy. it like, was, poison ivy will spread, but it was yeah, itchy and simple. it just blistered up and it was peeling the, the skin. And I was like, what the fuck's going on with my fingers? Yep. Yep. Some people even have allergic reaction to eating mango because it's, you know, so closely related. Did you did you know this about mangoes? There's a, a certain terpene in mangoes that interacts with certain terpenes in marijuana. Oh, yeah. And if you eat a mango and smoke weed, it'll like uh, boost your high. Interesting. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> no That's joke. a pickle it's fact that. right there. Yeah. That's a true pickle fact. Yep. That's. <laughs> Are you wearing a lab coat right now, pickle? Glasses and all. <laughs> <laughs> Pocket protector. No, no undies. I'm pickle cutters. <laughs> You should do like weed science Mondays or something on Instagram. Where, like, wearing my pickle suit. <laughs> yeah. Did you see my pickle suit, Brian? I did briefly. <laughs> I was in New York when it when it made its appearance. And it was something something weird because it was you and Bob Gore. Bob Gore was dressed up like a freaking hot dog or something. A taco or a hot dog. I know. Like I had the suit. Somebody showed up, like a, a school friend from back in the day showed up, her and her husband. She's like, I found this and I thought of you and I think this would be great for you. And then she pulls it out from behind her back and it's that pickle suit. And I'm sitting there the same night and I see Bob go live with his suit and I was like, all right, I got to do something about this suit, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's. It's that time 
time of year, man. The, the Halloween and costumes. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I'm going to throw it on and just skateboard down the street like on Halloween night. <laughs> Dude, you should remake that. Yeah, that. So did you ever see that reel of that guy? Ocean spray. Um, dog face. Yeah. Yeah, the ocean spray. You should recreate <laughs> That'd that. be funny. I would watch yeah, that. With pickle juice, a pickle jar. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. You're missing out on an opportunity here. Yeah. Mm. Get your gherkins. <laughs> Get your gherkins. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. <sighs> Life is too short to be lame and boring, right? So might as well 100%. do it. Yep. Yep. But uh, what you were talking about at the beginning, visions and all of that, that that was good. I liked that. And uh, it made me get into a deep thought about how I had visions when I started this and how those visions changed. And I hadn't realized those changes yet and until you brought it up just earlier. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't even think about that anymore. And like how I wanted to make it into a learning establishment and all that. And mm. that has no flame in me whatsoever anymore. And that vision completely just became black, you know? I think um, it's important to have those visualizations and also know that you may not end up in that same... Most likely, you're not going to end up in the spot where you thought you were going to end up. Exactly, you know? yeah. And it's okay. It's just as long as you have something to work toward yeah. and look forward to... You know, that's, I think, where a lot of entrepreneurs or people who wanted to start a side hustle, they miss the mark by not setting that that goal. Yep. Mm. Like setting that, the, the, the actual end result of what they're up to. Because I think a lot of people just really focus on the money portion mm. of whatever they're doing. Like they just see, okay, I'm going to do this one thing because I think it will make money. You right. know, yeah. and... And I think it could help me get away from a job that I dislike. You know, that's not the right way to approach, say, changing your life completely. Um, when I started working out every day, I just knew that I wanted to feel healthier. Mm -hmm. And I was ultimately just charged up by the fact that I knew that if I didn't take control of that at some point very soon, that the scales would tip and I might not be able to regain my health. Mm -hmm. So... I did see that portion of it, but I didn't realize all the other benefits that would come along with that one goal. So the same with the business. When I started um, Housemade, you know, I wanted to, no joke, this is going to sound super silly, but I wanted to buy a Tesla. This was like seven years ago. I didn't, didn't have the money. I've always wanted one. And it took me seven years, but I finally bought one for myself. And it was like, Sarah had to remind me the day that I picked it up. She's like, remember what you told me seven years ago that you were doing all this because you wanted to have side hustle money so that you could afford a car like this? And I was like, holy fuck, I forgot. I had forgotten that I had really wanted to do that, and now I'm there. And it didn't even feel like that car really doesn't mean the same thing it meant to me seven years ago. It's like all the other shit that happened in between, you know, and – all those things that I did to achieve it mean way more. Yep. All the relationships that I built mean way more than that fucking mm. car ever will. Will, it's just, and all the things I've been able to do and see because of the result of that goal, <laughs> the silly fucking goal, but it was there, <laughs> and it pushed me to do what I'm doing today. And in fact, I feel like now, like anything is possible. I feel like now, 
I'm not thinking big enough again. Like I need another growth spurt mm. uh, mm. as far as like, you know, okay. So I went, I came here. I'm at this point. Now what's next? Let's take it and make it bigger. Brian, how if could you deploy this same concept to what you're up to in your workshop? You know, always thinking bigger. That's kind of been on my mind lately just because, you know, I've always been thinking, oh, my God, if only I had a press, you know, that would make things so much easier. It would make it would make life so much easier. And now I have it. I haven't I haven't been able to use it yet because I'm having Timber Tiger make me some dies, you know, that they you need dies to actually make the thing work. But, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where you start out on a one by 30 and you're just you're only thinking about about the two by 72, because that is the thing that is going to make your life so much easier. easier. It's going to be such a huge jump that, you know, you think, oh, my God, once I get a two by 72, this shit's cake, right? And then all of a sudden you get it and you're you're thinking, oh, man, that heat treating oven would really make things a lot easier. So you start you start on the next goal. I'm just working to make myself enough money to get that. And then you move on to the next thing. Well, now I have this press and I'm already starting to think about the next thing. <laughs> that's how it works. That's yeah, how that's it works. Pretty <laughs> much what I did too, man. Like I started with the the four by thirty six grinder, a belt sander, whatever, stand up on that, uh, with a paint can forge, then I got a real forge. And then I was like, I need a grinder because this is picking up. You know, I was like, I, if I need to produ produce knives on like a daily basis, I need a better setup. So I got my first grinder. And then a couple grinders later, I was like, all right, heat treat efficiency production. I need a kiln. Let's fucking push a kiln into here. Got the kiln. Then I wanted to make my own steel because I was sick and tired of paying for failed billets. And uh, I started making my own steel. I needed a press. So I worked for that, got the press. Now I'm set. <laughs> Now, if you were to not have all of that stuff and you still want to have the best damn billets in the world, where would you go, Pickle? Baker Forge and Tool, obviously, folks. Come on. That's the only place you want to get your steel from if you're not making your own steel. And even as a maker of my own steel, I still get tempted to buy some of theirs. And I know I will end up because they just come out with some amazing stuff that I wouldn't be able to recreate in my shop. So... You know, if you guys are looking for crazy steals, go check out the boys at Baker Forge and Tool. They got it all. BakerForge.com. Use WFI10 at checkout and get yourself 10% off. Thank you, Brian. And I like. Just know <laughs> this that if you don't want to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in your own tooling and you just want to make the knives, you can do that. Yep. Uh, pretty quickly by just investing in some of their stool their, their stool their, what? <laughs> their, steel, their stool teal their tools teals yeah i heard koi's got some pretty good stool <laughs> and they're moving into a new building so they're growing and that's a result of all the yeah. support that the community has given Absolutely. them they're growing into a, a bigger manufacturing yep. facility with bigger tools more tools they're doing everything we're doing, but kind of on a bigger It's great scale. to see, too. So they're coming up it's, with it. It's great to see them do it, too. Like, they're, the energy is felt and seen in all those reels and little videos and YouTube shorts and all that. Like, you could tell Koi is above anything he could imagine he'd ever be, like, right now. Like, his mm. painting business is nothing compared to where he's at right now, you know? He's not going yeah, he's yeah, to get sick of this. 
Yeah, no, you you definitely see like a trajectory oh, yeah. for those oh, yeah, guys. Definitely. And it, and I, and there's no better crew of guys to get successful by the way. I spent some time with them at Blade Show and after Blade Show Coy came down and spent some time with us in yeah, Florida. And I'll tell you, they're a good crew of people. So if any if anything, just know that you're buying things from people who will always stand behind what they're doing, but they're good people. That's the other exactly. part of this. I there's been some conversations recently about some folks in the the um in the community who are smashing grabbers, people who are selling things to other makers or you know, I'm not going to get too detailed because I don't want to I would never disparage anybody, but uh, it makes you think like when you hear things that they're saying and they're talking about on their social media and sometimes on podcasts and things and you're like wow, what a really poor choice of things to say. And it kind of like lets their true colors be shown. And you're like, I don't think I want to spend money with that vendor. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it's like weird, you know, it makes me feel kind of dirty, honestly. And, um, and I think it's an older school methodology of business where you tear down your uh, competition instead of building up your own business let me give you some advice. If you're one of those people who runs a business and thinks that it's a cool thing to talk down about your competition and highlight the negative of your competition, you're so wrong. You, 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 you're compensating because your product may not be the best product. I, I will suggest that you go and improve your product and highlight the positives rather than highlighting the negative of your competition. Because honestly, people see through that. They will, and your customer will see through it, and it, it's really um, something that you should work on. I, it's old school stuff. I, I just dislike it very much. So, um, and when I work with Koi, and when I work with Lawrence over at Maritime, one hundred percent solid pro guys. Like these guys have it down business wise. Their reputations are strong. They have good customer service, quick shipping, all of those things, and behind all of that are good people in the maker community you have, in my opinion, the best options of supporting people like that. And that's what I want to do. So that's why they're sponsors of the show. We're super picky about it. That's why we brought Travis Haynes on from Pelican Paste. He's another one that I've met, I've talked with. He's another good guy. He's working hard. He's he's hustling. He's making it happen. That's why they're our sponsors. There's other people who want to be sponsors of the show. And I'm just like, eh, I don't really use your stuff. You know, I don't personally need it or use it. Um, or I don't feel comfortable endorsing it. My reputation is everything. I will protect it. And I will do that with my endorsements. So go check out pelicanpaste.com, by the way, if you need some wax in a tin that will harden like a shell around whatever you're working on and buff to a shine. Use WFI10 at checkout as well. You can get that at pelicanpaste.com. There it is. There it is. Where else could you get Baker Forge and Tool Steel? You can get it at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com or MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca. And Lawrence Lake, which we talked about earlier, he's a maker. He's in Canada. He ships to the United States every single day. He's got it down on lockdown. He has some of the best tool steels, handle materials, pins, machines, abrasives, you name it, anything you need to take your knife project to the next level. Go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and tell them the WFI boys sent you. See, yeah, you do that way better right. than I do, Brian. <laughs> I've got a little more experience than you, to be fair. But uh, 
He just has that announcer voice. It's all about that announcer voice. So changing gears, guys, I have a little bit of an issue, and I want to get you guys' opinion on it. So I have put some cream on it. (laughs) There it is. So I've got two different. What the hell? I've got two different things that I'm trying to promote at the same time. And it's kind of hard to, you know, I've I've got my daily post that I like to do. I've got my update post. I've got two different things that I'm trying to, you know, put out in the world because I've got the samurai challenge, which was a lot of fun. And I want to promote that video. And I also have a rivalry raffle. And it's like how, how it just, you know, it's just the way things turned out. You can't do the rivalry mm-hmm. raffle after the rivalry football game's over. You can't mm-hmm. do the samurai challenge after the samurai challenge is over. So it's just mm-hmm. they both dropped at the same time. How in the world do you like, how do you not just flood and be annoying just about it? Flood and Dude. be annoying. Be loud. Yes. Flood. Be exactly. Loud. Because remember what we talked about? Like your, your reels, if you look at your analytics on anything you do, like, 20% of your followers actually see your shit. Right. So don't even worry about it. I wouldn't even worry. I I don't know if you've noticed, but I just slammed the socials in the last, like, I don't know, few days, like the last couple. Like, I came back from Maker Camp, and I was all fired up, so I was making a bunch of shit, and I made a bunch of reels. And, dude, it, I have a TikTok in, that went into the millions, and I've got a Instagram that's about ready to go into the That's millions. good stuff. So it's... Yeah, it's well, but it helps it's when you just, try to burn down your shop. <laughs> I, was a I saw thing. I saw that moment of like that moment where you realized you might have had fucked up. Like I saw that in your face that that unsure moment. Yeah. Like oh shit! Well, it started licking the yeah, I was, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is bad. We need to put this out immediately. Like this is not good. But we did. So, and somebody gave, by the way, somebody gave me a really great tip in the comments on that. They're like, keep a bag of baking soda uh, right near where you're working. And I actually have bags of baking soda in my shop for neutralizer. So I'm like, damn, that's such a good idea because you don't want to put water on a hot piece of steel. It'll cool it down. And, you Mm -hmm. know, you don't want anything to crack. Baking soda is perfect for that. So uh, had I thought of that i would have had done i might actually do another reel where i light some on fire like that again and then, <laughs> you know use baking use soda it like as a, sh- a yeah shock suppressant dip, yeah it's a great dude i'm it's yeah. they taught us that yeah in fire it makes sense baking it totally makes sense yeah they, they teach it to like in school for fire safety in the kitchen to throw baking soda on a stove fire that's you know, right Oh, yeah, over yeah, a grease, grease fire, fire yeah. is it's the best. You can't yep. use water. You have to use something like powdery, and that's yeah, baking soda will do that. So, Brian, getting back to your question, hammer the socials yes. in both regards. Make separate pieces of content for each. Yeah. It's simple as that, dude. Don't even overthink it. I I really wouldn't even overthink it. Yeah, um, yeah, because be the time you're taking to overthink it is the time you're taking away from posting it and promoting it. And by the way. I watched your letter opener video. I mean, the <laughs> katana video that you made on YouTube. No, it was, it was great. great. I enjoyed it. Like the mini testing at the end was fucking fast paced. Great. And what I find, see, here's what I really liked about it was that you didn't mention how big it was. Right. Like ever. Like you never once say like I'm making a mini katana. Like right. it's, and then like you're making it and I'm like, this is a, this is, this is, a, this isn't a sword. This is really small. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, this is cool. Like, I got into it. I'm like, this is really cool. Like, you're, you know, making this tiny thing. And it came out fantastic. Your cuts were really quick. I gave you 
a little bit of um, uh, constructive criticism about right. how much video you used in one particular area. But other than that, it was really fat. And what I really loved, really loved, was the freaking asparagus chops. <laughs> hilarious. Get Everybody loves asparagus chops. I don't know what it is. Oh, it was the so carrot, funny. Because it's like, and- you know, yeah. Most people are setting up like pumpkins and like all this other stuff, and you got like a carrot stick. John, like John Norwood spare. even ordered really some of that mat stuff or whatever that they do, like some rice chopping yes. with, you know, for the video. And then you yeah. got cone with asparagus and carrots, and it was just fucking hilarious. It <laughs> was great. If you haven't watched the video yet, go watch the video. I voted for Brian because I love the video so Aww. much, and um, and so go watch it and vote. Uh, or, you know, you don't have to vote for Brian. Vote for your favorite one. We want to support Dennis and what he's doing with the I, challenges. So make sure you go out and watch all the Katana videos. Cause I want really to bring some. Oh, sorry. The thing that really came. Oh, the thing that it really came down to is I honestly like I thought it was due in November, not October. And then oh, I, I also knew I had one weekend and then Kyle's leaving on a trip and then he's coming back like three days before the whole thing's due. So we shot it in two days. Really, it was a day and a half by the time we finished. And then the last half of the day was doing those chopping stuff. It looked good. And uh, he got back. He edited it. It was originally 18-minute video, and we cut it down to that. And then it was like this thing, it uploaded with it. I think it was like a little bit before midnight, the night before it was supposed to be coming out. And it was was such a last minute. And I'm really happy with how it turned out for how last minute it was. You should be. It was really well done. I mean, you do your best work under pressure. Apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. Can I bring something up about these challenges real quick? Like like yeah. you say, go vote. You brought that up. Go vote for whoever you want or you voted for Brian. Um, I kind of, myself personally, I don't vote on, I like, I don't really participate or partake on any of these challenges or anything. Vote for this person or I, 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 I don't know. I feel like it's unfair to everybody else if I'm going to vote for one person. So I just don't vote at all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would vote for Dennis. I would vote for, for Brian. I would vote for Justin Lamoureux. You know, like, Justin's video was amazing. I loved it. It was great, entertaining. He was himself. It was authentic. Like, I've seen several of his videos, and I, you could tell that some of them were, like, not him, but this one was all him. And I love it, but I didn't vote for it, you know, because, and the, the sword, too, and the whole process and the storyline, it was just great. But... Everybody else's videos and and work is great too, you know. So I just don't vote. How do you guys? It's very Canadian of it? you, by the way. <laughs> I don't. Very, I don't know. It's just Canadian. like I feel biased. Like I can't just vote for one person. The way I see it is, is your vote supports the project, definitely. definitely. Not just the one maker. Remember that. When you vote, you support the project to keep it moving forward, so that there's another project or another. Uh, challenge moving forward so that's how I see it and that's how I saw it when I participated in those is that you know I may or may not get any views or followers from it or whatever but it supports the concept that uh, even just watching and sharing and all that it it supports what Dennis is doing Um, and I love what he's doing so that's why uh, that's why I vote that's why I do it I mean yeah I'm with you it's like how do you pick one and just think from a judge's standpoint you know, those guys have yeah, to pick, and then they have to publicly freaking say why <laughs> yep. they picked it. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Like that's that that's not my thing. I think it also maybe would come from like my personality not being a competitive person. Maybe that has to do mm. with it. Like you know, thirty five years of snowboarding, I've never done a snowboard competition. So, like you know, like yeah. and I wouldn't want to judge one either because everybody's good and everybody's putting the effort into it and whatever. So, so that's sure. how I kind of see it. And, but I get your point too, with supporting the project and all that jazz. Yes, for sure. That would make sense. Yeah. Cause I love the idea that Dennis came up with this before he really had any mm. notoriety. Yeah. You know, it was, it was when he was, his channel was small that he was sending messages out to these bigger creators and myself included. I was bigger than him at the time. And, you know, saying like, hey, I want to do this. I really think it could help us all. And he formulated something. It became the Goliath that it is today. And so to me, I love the idea behind it and I want to support it in any way I can. So, I mean, the man yeah. put silver in a katana. I know, right? <laughs> come on, Dude, come right, on. Right? That thing was right? sick, too. I watched that. Like, he was just, it's just like, I'm going to save all the scraps and the dust, and I'm going to cast that into the pins and this and that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, where, like, did he, like, get ready, like, three months ahead of time, get all, like, the proper things, like his casting and that, that rotary mill head or whatever and all that thing? And I was like, what, what, like, what happened? Did I miss, like, a part? And he went. And he went to maker camp. Yeah, and, and I was like, "Did I miss a part of Dennis's progress of like his maker progress, or is it like where did I? What did I lose here? Like, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> if you watch the progression on his YouTube videos, and I know his triple it's... T's. Like I, he does, you'll watch the guy. He is turning into an art, like a master craftsman, mm-hmm. artisan, yep. sculptor in a way. In my opinion, this is how I no, see blew... Dennis's work. He yeah, makes yeah, sharp yeah. things, but he also sculpts. And the, and these are all things that we learned in sculpture. I I was a I my minor in college was sculpture, so we would learn all these metal casting. I took jewelry, I did all these lost uh, wax casting and all these things. These are the things that he's now deploying in his knife making, which they are not simple and they require a lot of thought, forethought, yeah. equipment, money, you know. He's really pushing, I it, and I love it and to watch his. And we're all pushing rise to rise. You know, Cone's doing it. He got the press. You know, I, I, I'm making all my own steel now, and I'm always trying to come up with something different. My, I'm already thinking of my next batch ahead. Like, what am I going to do that's going to be different from every other bars of steel I've done? You know, so and, and you're doing mm. the same too, Brian. You've been messing around with those ashtrays, and I think I kind of see where you're going. You know, <laughs> so we're always trying to yeah. rise up higher than we are i think in general as as uh as makers and not doing it because we're trying to make money or whatever it's just because we're doing what we love you follow what you love doing and then just like in the beginning of the show where we talked about like reverse engineering so just follow your heart push towards what you want to do and share the process remember document don't create you know, you're you're making something, so share the process of that making, and then hopefully at the end you can sell whatever it is you're making, and then you can buy more equipment or help pay the shop rent or whatever it might be so that you can continue your your Or get your ass down journey. to Blade Show when time comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Speaking- if you want to piss off the internet, you make ashtrays <laughs> for whatever reason. Everybody seems to think that it's the stupidest thing. Now- I get these people going... 
I can't believe all that time and material because, you know, I documented the entire process of yep. making the dyes and heat treating them and then, you know, doing the whole thing. They're like, all that for a freaking ashtray? Yeah, because I wanted that them. ashtray. And you know what, though? That was the cost for that first ashtray, second, and maybe like the first 10 ashtrays that you're going to make and maybe sell, you know, once you get it dialed in and all that. But after that, it's all yep. bread and butter. You know, it's like it's 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 easy money. It's not that much of a process, right? And I'm sure there are people yeah. out there that are gun ho on buying a $300 ashtray for say because it was handmade. Oh God, there people exactly. who smoke cigars are crazy. They'll buy a fucking thousand yeah. dollar or even a ten thousand dollar humidor box. You know what I'm saying? So why wouldn't they buy a three five hundred dollar ashtray? Yeah. yeah, well, just the material to make that ashtray is astronomical. It's $430. A I was going to ask foot, you. And there's three inches. Yeah, so there's three inches of that steel in that. Um, what what oh steel God. is it? What what did you use in for that. the ashtray? Like That would be the 430 is the cheap stuff. That's mild Okay, steel. it's just that expensive. It's just that expensive because <laughs> right. it's big. It's just that expensive. It's big and thick and heavy, so they do it by the pound. But uh, so if so, I, well, here's what I've been trying to do to get it uh, cheaper: um, going online and finding cutoffs. So I'll go and find some cutoffs, like people have two, three inches here, two, three inches there, and buy those, and then um, and then just press those out. But I went. So somebody in the comments said you can go to Alro. And Francisco, um, who's been a follower of the Work For a Podcast, he lives just north of me. He's like, hey, I'm going to Alro on Monday. I'll ask him if they've got any stuff in the bin. But it has to be four inches in diameter because I don't have a big enough press to, like, yeah, I have 25 tons, but I don't have a big enough press to work a bigger piece. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then it also has to fit in the Apollo. So, like, you know, because like a couple people recently have been like, I really wish the Apollo was bigger. I'm like, what are you fucking doing in this uh, this <laughs> forge? You know, like I there's a couple people that said they wanted a bigger chamber because they wanted to make bigger, I know, wider. I got a billets. message. What? I just don't get it. I'm like, they're like, they wanted to make four inch yeah, plus wide billets. Like, and I told them yeah, to reach out to you, and he I think did. he did. See and, what I do when it comes to and, that uh, point. He's gonna like if I'm it. looking for a wider material, such as Damascus or whatever, uh, I'll forge it out to three sixteenths thick, three inches wide, and then I do the rest by hand on the anvil. So that way, I could pull my material wherever I want and do whatever I want with it. But if it's sure. a sand my product, then. You know, then it's a little bit trickier to hand forge if there's copper or nickel in there. You can't really start hand forging that shit. Uh, you could f hand forge regular sand my shore and pull it out, but pull it off. But you have to be careful to keep that center material core centered, you know. But uh, the four inch wide billets, I'm like thinking to myself, I was like, what's this guy making? Making Chinese cleavers or something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. But, uh, I, in in anywhere in any case the the you can for so you I can work three of those ashtrays at once in the Apollo so it didn't work great it, it heated up so fast and it was just beautiful um, just had a great time doing it and it's cooler down here like right now it's in the fifties so like we're <laughs> I know it sounds funny but like it, we don't ever see the 50s I was gonna down say here. Yeah. subtropical it's great oh it's fucking great so we're, we we've got like the doors open. Oh, I wish it was 28. 
But we had all the doors open. We're forging. And I had forged like almost all weekend. I had run the Apollo. I'd been doing other projects, trying to make some content, trying to show off the Apollo. Because now I really feel like the design has been solidified and tested. It's been out for a year in production now. And we have hundreds of them out in the wild of people using them every day. And we know it works. So we're, I'm, you know, I need to do things with it to show people how it can work. And uh, those asteroids were a really great thing. Plus, a bunch of people want them. I've gotten probably 25 DMs of people who I don't know saying, I want that. How much is it? And when I tell them 250, 300 bucks, they're like, whatever. I'll pay. No, it. they will. Like, they don't care. Yep. They want one. Um, coming yeah. back to the Forge so. real quick, the Apollo Forge. Uh, you said it's been a year. I've had one since, uh, when was it, May? And I've been running it since last May. No issues whatsoever. You did some improving work on the doors. Is there anything else you see that you would want to improve or might improve on the Forge? The only thing I would change, and it wouldn't be about the Apollo, it would just be making a different size version of one. Like people, there are a bunch of people that want to leverage the fuel efficiency and the style of forge but they want it bigger they want to do like say hammer makers they would like to have like a door on the side where it would open up underneath and it would be kind of a longer uh a longer access for working kind of like a farrier's forge stuff like that yeah but technically the way the forge burns how it sips fuel how it's made the interior all of that is tried true solid in fact the fire brick that i used in this production one that i just built was this was the third apollo that those fire bricks had been in so i just took them out of one moved it to another prototype then tested that prototype hundreds of times fire misfire blah 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 then undid all the bolts pulled it all apart and put it into this i only had one brick that broken half that was it Mm. every other brick was totally fine move to the next one so if i could if i'm beating them up like that and i'm moving between forges and everything because i bought a whole nother box of brick thinking i was going to need it i'm like ah for sure the bricks are probably crumbling on the inside they weren't Mm. so the only place i'm having a brick like break up a bit is on the near the floor up the front door on the cor- on the corners there, and yes. that's from like hitting the billets while I'm either going in or out of the forge, and it's creating as own- yeah, no, that not doesn't at affect all, the use, nothing whatsoever, really. and it's just it's yeah. simply amazing. It's it's great. It gets up to forge temp- forge so, welding temps oh. real quick, and uh, it keeps its heat. Like when you once you get it up to heat, you could kick it down a notch, and it stays nice and toasty. So yep. I love it. Go ahead, Brian. Now, there's the Apollo, which is the normal size. The Helios is the double long. What's it going to be called when it's double big? Well, I think the next forge I make will be just the same as the Apollo, but wider. The, the Falcon oh. X. So it only well, you got to come up with a new Falcon name. X. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. yeah or something like that. We'll call it the Musk, the Elon or something. Yeah, the Musk. Uh, yeah, it just... I I want it to be the the must. I want it to be like um I want it to run on one burner. I don't want it to go to a double burner. The only reason we went to double burner on the Helios is because it was so long. Right. 
I think I can get away because the forge is so efficient. I think I can get away with one burner, but making it wider. The downside is, is you're going to have to figure out the ceiling, the, you know, the way the bricks are laid out. You either have to pour it or you have to buy some ceramic fiberboard or something for that. Mm. But uh, definitely doable. All of it's definitely doable. And now that we know the technology is there and that it works, it's like game on. Like this will be the industry standard. It hasn't really been stolen yeah. yet, which I'm kind of surprised. There's not been a lot of people, but I know they're working on it. Yeah, I've they're seen, working on it. I've seen little hints of it. Yeah, here and there, a couple of people have made some content, and then I'll like I'll like the content, and then I get blocked. <laughs> so I fucking know. It. Miss, I already fucking know train, it. So they, they 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 miss their ride. It's like. There's other things coming yeah. out too that they're gonna miss out on, so that's you know, it's, it it is what it is. I need to pull the trigger on one of those Apollos soon because my little my little forge is kind of you know cracking down, and the the uh, bricks that you lay your your stuff on, one of them has a big fissure crack across it. Here, just I'll make enough. you an offer. How about this? I di- I just disassembled my prototype, the one that's in the a lot of the videos. I'll send it to you. You all you gotta do is buy the fire brick, and I'll I'll include the the burner. You'll just have to build like I'll include everything we sell. You just have to buy the brass pieces Ugh. and stuff. I didn't mean to like say this. I, like, I'm I'm not, <laughs> it, dude, no, no. Come I thought on, about man. this yesterday because I took it all apart. It's not like the final design, right. but it's it's close enough. It'll work fine oh, for oh, you, dude. and uh, that way you don't have to buy one. You don't need to buy one, so. You just had to buy the brick oh, and other shit. Come on, so thank I'll, you. Man. And I'll I'll clean that. it up I, for you. I'll, honestly, I'll sure I wasn't saying that like, hey, you know, float me. I know. Dude. <laughs> it wasn't I, like asking for anything. I'll that's, just that's consider awesome. it my Christmas gift to you this year. This will be you'll have an Apollo uh, prototype, just like Pickle does. Pickle has a, the, he'll have the same. one. It's actually the same one Pickle has. I'm I'm happy to happy to do it for you. I I'm yeah. happy to do it for you. It's just sitting taking up spi- space in my shop. So let me let me give it to you. You can use it, and um, and it's also got my you know I'm, it's got all my sweat and my ball juice all over it. So. <laughs> See, that's that's what I'm looking for right there. I knew it. Honestly, though, like when I when I brought that up, I wasn't like trying to I get know. a forge out of you. It, it just I this is awesome, man. No Thank joke. So it's been taking up space. I took it apart, and it's a good forge. It'll work great. It's got the um, prototype door on the one side with the hinges, so. Yeah, you, 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 I would love to see one in your shop. So Merry oh. Christmas to you and see what you can do with it. All right. Yes, I'm not the sharp Santa anymore. That's you now. I'm, I'm the hot Santa. Ooh. <laughs> the southern Santa. Southern Santa. All right, you guys want to jump into WFI projects real quick? Pick one or two? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Sure. Let's pull it up. Second, and by the way, you could be sharp Santa all you want, but you ain't Saint Nick, right? Hey, no, it is. Uh, I've got Justin Blowart from Blowart Knives. You guys know him, right? Oh, yeah. He just finished up this little hunting knife, and it's got this really, really gorgeous hamon in it. It's really cool. And he's got this honey badger caramel cream micarta. That stuff looks amazing. The only couple times I've used like that vintage micarta stuff, it grinds like absolute granite. So the fact that he was able to shape it and make it look just so gorgeous, I'm I'm really impressed by it. So go check out Justin Blowart over at Blowart Knives. He's got 655 followers. So let's jump that up a little bit. 
Check out Simple Little Knives, SLK, Simple Little Knives. He's working on a big cleaver, and it's really cool. This was He just posted this two hours ago, and he's working on his drill press, and he's drilling some holes. Very soon, you will be able to buy a house-made drill press table. I received a pallet of them yesterday, Yo. and all of that is coming to fruition for us much quicker than we initially thought. But Simple Little Knives on Instagram, all one word. He has 651 followers. He makes Simple Little Knives in Melbourne, Australia, which I mean, which I'm, I think is Melbourne, Australia, but I could be wrong. But he's uh, he's all the way down under. And uh, we appreciate you using the hashtag. By the way, hashtag WFI projects, 15,600 projects. Yes. Under that hashtag. Nice. Bickle, you got one? I'm going for Sasquatch underscore CNC. That was the one I was going to pick. (laughs) Well, you guys both said ones I was going to say, so (laughs) screw you guys, okay? So, yeah, his dog's head hammer, dude, that thing is, is beefy, dude. Four pounds, 1045 steel, and that thing is, is amazing. I'd like to see more of that hammer, actually, like a, a spin-around shot of it, maybe. But uh, that is a, a beautiful hammer, and I am a sucker for dog's head, so, yeah. Nice. That's one. Definitely Sasquatch, one. if you don't know who he is, um, he works for Coal Iron works the press makers and he's a cnc operator there and he's a good dude and hopefully one day i get to hang out with him there it is and nigel i've got maximus knives he's working on his mambas he's got a bunch of them ready to go and they've he's kind of doing something cool with them where it's not like if you get one of these mambas you're getting the same handle material getting the same steel yada 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 He's just making them with these interesting different handle materials. He's got a bunch of them ready to go uh, between $200 and $175 a shot. So go ahead and message him over at Maximus Knives. He's got 3,673 followers. So come on. Let's, let's, you know, Neil, he's a great guy. You got to go bump him up. But yeah, go get a, go get a Mamba. Those things are sweet. If you, if you take a look at the, um, photos of me wearing or video of me wearing that red helmet with the heat shield <laughs> over my face yeah it's got i've got like four or five maximus knives stickers on that helmet i was nice. wondering i was wondering if he would see them because i because they're like kind of front and front and center there but um i wanted to shout out Brigham Kindell, our short fat friend mr Brigham Kindell went to blade show west and took a photo with the guys from Damasteel, and he's showing off a knife that he made with them, and he's got a big smile on his face. And I love that smile, Brigham. I hope you know that, and I appreciate your positivity and everything you bring to the community. You're a good dude. So love those Blade Show West picks. Super jealous. I want to bring up Kawajo Annette and her uh, spoons but not her spoons this time because she's been doing some forging lately yeah there's a steak flipper there that she did uh early october that i enjoyed seeing and then there's the rose that she's done uh there's a herb chopper that she's done recently too so i'm going with more than one of them i'm just going with everything she put out that was forge related and not carving 
but uh yeah that's pretty cool i like to see the the, the diversity in her work nice that's a uh, really interesting to see very nice i love it yep her rose is great uh since the holidays is coming up i don't know do you guys remember the um the nope uh tickle me elmo craze <laughs> that came out yeah. years ago yeah, yeah that perf yeah. yeah and uh I don't know if you know this, but uh, do you know what they give the Tickle Me Elmo right before they leave the factory? What do you give them? Two test tickles. You've got to test test tickle that Elmo. I almost... I almost flooded my mic with a sip of water on that. <laughs> <laughs> it like literally dripped out my nose. <laughs> Holy Baby. fuck, guy. Yeah, Try so, to get up. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that one. Two yeah. test tickles. All right. So uh we've got um a question from Mr. Eduardo Sol. Mr. Eduardo Sol. Uh he is a patron of ours. <laughs> It has been since July of 2023 for $10. Get this. It's so cheap to become a patron. $10.80 a year. And this is going to be the year that we're going to think bigger. We're at 150 uh, patrons right now. I'd like to double that number by the end of 24. So I'd Yo, like 300 yeah, of you to join up if you can for that $10.80 a year. And you get to ask us a question just like Mr. Eduardo Soul. Uh, he would like to know time management and organizing your day slash week for production. I really struggle keeping up with everything. And by the time it is at the end of the day, I didn't get everything done at the end of the week. And when it rolls around and I'm nowhere near where I want it to be, do you have any advice or tips that would be greatly appreciated? Uh, and I do actually have some great advice for that. We're going to do that in the after show. And like I said earlier, you can join up to our patron. Get us to our goal of 300 patrons by the end of 2024. Maybe we, maybe we'll get there even before the end of 23. And we got a couple months yet. But uh, if we think bigger, maybe, right? I want to so. challenge everybody to ma- start making posts about what your favorite thing about the WFI podcast is because we need to get our name out there maybe maybe if we got a little bit of a uh you know online push this is the time to get more people in yeah we actually um we have 151 now so that's uh daniel chapman just joined up cody uh santos i met cody at uh maker camp great dude and 73 forge all of them joined up and uh have uh, supported our show through Patreon, and you can too. On to the after show. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you. Let's do it. Peace out.